If you have a pen, it's handy, um, because we're going to be uh, hopefully taking some notes and doing a bit of work together. Um, brilliant. First, first things first, I want to say thank you to all of you who turned out on Wednesday, uh, who served and were just uh, early and welcoming and um, uh, just, yeah, just bringing your energy and your presence to what we did on Wednesday. I found it a really encouraging uh, time together where I, I was able to share something of the, I suppose, the vision and the story of Foundation Church and also, you know, give some sketches about where we're heading as well. And it was great to see uh, a lot of you out and also it was great to see some folks from the local estate and also some folks from other churches as well that know about us and, and are keen to sort of uh, uh, welcome us and partner uh, into the future. So really encouraging. Lots of great conversations as well um, and uh, you know, no small amount of interest. So, um, so thank you. And uh, let's keep praying into that and pray that uh, the Lord is um, at work as he is. I have no doubt about it. And um, I, have a, I have actually a word of encouragement, a prophetic word that someone sent me uh, as well. Uh, from California, would you believe, of all places. And so I'll share that with you towards... There's a lot of prophetic words come out of California that just seem to arise from that wonderful place. So uh, I'll share that with you later on and so that you can be encouraged and, and hopefully challenged by what the Lord says. Today um, we're going to sort of park our ordinary uh, routine of going through discipleship explored through the book of Philippians. So for one week we're going to look at this uh, uh, new um, tool I want to lay before you uh, for your uh, consideration and for us as a church to, to um, engage in together. It's called the Discipleship Project. Fancy graphic. And um, hopefully that will just help us to, to zone in on the Discipleship Project. And so I'm going to take you through, as you can see on your sheet, uh, what the Discipleship Project is all about and hopefully encourage you and stir you to join us in this, in this um, uh, tool, I suppose. So what is the Discipleship Project, um, I hear you say? Well, um, if you want to look on your sheets, you can follow through with me. Uh, the aim of the Discipleship Project is, is to grow together as a gospel-centered, spirit-empowered community on mission. Right, we say that's what we are a lot as a church, you know, this sort of uh, we, we mentioned that on Wednesday, if you want to sort of, uh, you know, um, understand some of the key values, I suppose, gospel-centered, spirit-empowered community, which we said that on Wednesday, uh, but how do we actually grow into that? How do we make sure that's not just, just a tagline, uh, but actually something that we become and we inhabit? Uh, and so I believe that through the gospel project that will happen. Um, so that's our aim, to grow in these things together as God's people in this church here at Foundation Church. And, and, and uh, really the discipleship project um, is built around what I consider to be a simple, sustainable community Bible reading plan. Um, a simple, sustainable community Bible reading plan. I think it's important to be simple uh, because often uh, maybe your experience is similar to mine, um, but uh, you want to read the Bible maybe as a believer in Jesus or maybe as an outsider, you're thinking, oh, I want to understand more about what Christians believe. Uh, but it's difficult to know where to start, difficult to know how to jump in and all the rest of it. So this is really taking the guesswork out of it and providing a simple and clear stepwise plan that we can all be on together. Uh, so the idea is that people come in and, and sort of jump on board uh, wherever we happen to be. 
Uh, so we do that together. And I think it's sustainable as well. Um, again, sometimes we can start with good intentions, particularly on the 1st of January. Oh, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And uh, we, get, we get to the 3rd of January and then something comes up. And then before you know it, um, things, things can fizzle out, can't they? So again, if we're doing something together that is simple and sustainable, even if we sort of, you know, uh, let's say fall off the wagon or just sort of forget a few t- we can pull each other in uh, because this becomes something that we, we do together and we own together. That's, that's the idea. And um, the, the, the applications, I suppose, for um, the discipleship project are, are personal. So that thereby, if you, um, I suppose, commit to doing uh, the discipleship project reading plan, uh, you will notice that you will be growing to be more gospel-centered, spirit-powered, uh, and hopefully a community on mission. Your heart and your love for Jesus will grow. Your awareness of what he calls you to in his word will grow. Your openness to what he teaches you and his gifts to you will grow. And so that's, that's a personal thing. Um, application. But also to one another. As you yourself are growing through engaging with the word and prayer. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, you will also be able to encourage and bless other people. So you'll be feeding on God's word. You'll be learning more about him. And then you'll be able to use that to then bless and encourage fellow believers in Jesus in Foundation Church. So that's the idea. Um, and, and, and beyond that as well, there are further applications for what we do together as we gather, um, how we structure and what we, what we say when we come together. That's liturgy, I suppose. Um, don't be scared by that word. That's just the, the format and the, and the, and the structure of, of our worship. Um, uh, the words that we say when we're teaching, the words that we say when we're counselling each other or counselling more, more formally, I suppose. So, so uh, there, there are a wide variety of applications when we engage in the discipleship project together. Um, uh, but the discipleship project is, 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 is built around, I suppose you can think of it as the spine you know, uh, of this Bible reading plan that we're going to look through together. Uh, but also, as we go on, there will be other tools that are incorporated under the, the heading of the discipleship project. The idea is that all of these things will help us to grow more like Jesus as a gospel-centered, spirit-empowered community on mission. So the likes of workshops... Um, the advanced theology course that we've done um, parts of before, um, even our partnership um, with the Union School of Theology um, as well. Um, all of these tools are incorporated into helping us grow more into uh, the image of Christ. Um, so why, why the word? Why, why is it important that, that as a church that we are um, focused on the word? Uh, you may think this is a fairly evident thing if you're a believer in Jesus from a church background. Of course, it's the words. You know, what else are we going to be reading? Um, but let's just refresh our hearts and remind ourselves of the centrality and the importance of, of this. Um, key text in Deuteronomy 8. Um, Moses is, is coming to the end of his um, ministry career, I suppose, and he addresses the mass of people known as the people of Israel at that time. There are, there are thousands of them. Um, and he's reminding them, before they enter the promised land, he's reminding them of their story. Uh, and at the beginning of Deuteronomy 8, he says this, He humbled you, this is God, to his people. He humbled you, he let you hunger, and he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor your fathers did not know, that he might make you know, you can underscore this, that man, mankind, does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. What's he saying? He allowed them to hunger. He he humbled them so that they would understand that it's not a question of bread that sustains you, but God's word that is ultimate. Bread is helpful. Bread is important. Yes, amen, we agree to all that. Um, But fundamentally, 
It is the word of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Okay? So by his word, we can see that. By his word, God feeds us, he sustains us, and he grows us. It's a spiritual food. Right? So if you want to be fed, if you want to be sustained in your faith, if you want to grow in your faith, you need to be chewing on the word of God. Right? Unlikely to happen any other way, aside from that. Um, ordinarily, it won't happen. By his word... God does that. By his word, in other words, he reveals his heart and his mind to his people. Right? And chiefly, he points to his saving work through Jesus Christ, his son, and by his Holy Spirit. And through that, he shows us how we are to live and how we are to please him and enjoy him. So again, unless we are chewing and regularly devouring God's word, um, these things are not going to come about. Why word? But why prayer? It's word and prayer that's going to form the backbone of the discipleship project. There are a couple of key verses in the book of Acts. Um, again, you've probably heard these before, maybe you're familiar with them. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They, that is the early church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, that's the word, to the fellowship, that's the community, the breaking of bread, that's the sacrament, and the prayers. So this was part of their diet, right? Uh, prayer. Uh, and even the apostles themselves in Acts chapter 6 says, we will devote ourselves to prayer and ministry of the word. That was their primary calling. Prayer and the word. So why prayer? Um, through the word of God, we're meeting with a person. We're not meeting with an idea. Yes, there are ideas that we can think of in our minds, and, and God communicates content, absolutely. But ultimately, we're meeting a person. God speaks, and therefore when we hear his word, we are coming to God. And so prayer, I suppose, is our words in response to God's words to us. So on the basis of God sharing who he is and what he's done, his heart and his mind, and how we can live for him and enjoy him, prayer is our words back to him. And sometimes we set that prayer to music. It's called worship. Uh, sometimes we say those prayers uh, quietly on our own. But prayer is our response to God's word. Yes. Are you with me so far? Hopefully uh, um, this is fairly, fairly straightforward, but that's okay to be refreshed and to be reminded about, about all this. Let's flip over to page two. So the importance of the word, the importance of prayer. Then specifically, let's focus our thoughts on this uh, Bible reading plan that forms the backbone of the discipleship project. And, and you can see at the top of your page, we've got Reading versus studying. Um, reading versus studying. Uh, what I'm proposing here, what we're talking about, is Bible reading as opposed to Bible study. Now, there is an overlap. I, I, we can think of them maybe as two sides of, of the... Of, uh, two, two ends of a dynamic, I suppose. Uh, studying is where we might think, oh, that's an interesting word, I wonder what that means in the original Greek, or I wonder what they, where this theme, you know, we trace the theme back, we get out our study books, our study materials, we go deep. Studying is going deep, often in, in, in order to teach other people. Whereas reading is, is I suppose, um, more about the, the overarching ideas. Uh, it's reading through and then allowing, by God's Holy Spirit, uh, certain parts of Scripture to, to really um, grasp our hearts and our minds. Um, and so it, it's more of this sort of, uh, I suppose, uh, organic approach to allowing God's word to speak to us and then us responding through prayer and worship. So reading versus studying. Okay? 
Um, hopefully you'll, you'll understand this as we go through a worked example in a few moments. Um, practicality. So what am I proposing here? I'm proposing this Bible reading plan called the Discipleship Project, um, which is a daily Bible reading plan that we do together and that we use to grow our hearts and minds uh, for, for God. Um, some practicalities that I have found helpful uh, when I've, I've been trying to grow um, a discipleship to reading structure for myself. Um, it helps to find roughly the same time and roughly the same place to, to, um, to do this. Um, if for you, you're a morning person, you know, before the kids get up or before activities happen or whatever it happens to be, great, go morning. If you're more energy in the evening, unlike myself, uh, I'm a morning person, but if you find you have more energy in the evening, um, then, uh, then, then that's, that's fine. So just consistency is your friend here. Doesn't mean to say you can't do this on the fly or if you've got a busy day or you, know, you need to do it another time, another place, that's absolutely fine. But I just found that consistency and similarity is our friend. Um, what do you actually need to engage with, with all this? Well, um, quite, quite simple there. I hope, but um, you need a, a Bible. The Bible and any um, translation on your phone or your, your mobile device, that's fine if that works for you, okay. I just think um, with this, and as we'll see in a minute, writing with a pen on paper and things like that, it's just, uh, it just slows you down and it helps you to examine things in a way that, that electronically um, sometimes we miss. I know I do. But anyway, I counsel you to have a, a proper physical Bible, a proper physical pen, um, and a notebook. Um, because as you'll see in a few moments, there is a, a part, key part of this which is going to be writing down, jotting down your ideas as well. And then the reading plan itself. I've given you here, um, uh, very presumptuous of me, I've given you three months worth. I'm presuming everybody's going to go for this and do, do three months with us. I've actually got a plan that lasts until the end of 2026, so if ever, anyone wants that, um, I can certainly share it with you. Um, and the reason for that I'll explain in a minute, not because I was bored this week, but uh, it's important um, in the overall flow of this whole thing. So, um, and you can see here, your readings for July and August and September and so forth. On that, so you'll need one of these, you'll need a, a notebook. Here's my notebook, no, you cannot read what's inside it, uh, but you can roughly uh, tell, and um, I find a little notebook like this is quite helpful. Got some line, or this is dotty, and um, I, I, I um, write my thoughts and stuff down in that. Um, I recommend the following translations to read as we study scripture together, as we read scripture together. Um, these are recommendations that I have found to be helpful and useful for me. Um, but uh, the New Living Translation I just find super helpful for devotional Bible reading. Um, the NIV is a popular translation. Again, it's really uh, fresh and easy to read. ESV is what we use for preaching. Uh, here on Sundays at Foundation, and the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. Uh, these, these are all brilliant translations, so I, I would encourage you to pick one of those. There are, there are loads of others, but I think that these will serve us best um, at church. Practicalities, there we go. How do we then actually go about this? How do we actually engage with uh, the Discipleship Project reading plan? Um, you can see on your sheet on, on page two, and also if you want to look quickly at page four, it gives you um, what I'm about to say. This is like a blank copy, I suppose, or a blank version of what we're going to go through in a second. So I'm going to talk you through that, and then we're going to have a go and do this together ourselves in a few moments just to get the wheels turning. All right. So the first thing we do when we come to the Discipleship Project reading um, plan, number one... Um, is surrender through prayer. 
surrender through prayer. Um, and really that's, that's the case of, of uh, coming before the Lord, reminding yourself of what you're doing, settling yourself um, so that you're not just bashing straight into uh, the Bible readings and then tick a box and on you, on you, on you go again. That's what we, we naturally will do. And so just building in this extra bit to surrender through prayer uh, just stills our hearts and our minds and focuses our thoughts on God. And, and I've written some words down here which may or may not be helpful for you, but surrendering through prayer might be a prayer of submission, something along the lines, and this is maybe what you'll write down, but something along the lines of, God, I am here to learn from your words. Please speak into my life. That is a prayer of submission. We're, we're recognising that God's word is supreme, and he tells me what to do, not the other way around. Um, and so a prayer of submission. I'm coming under your word, Lord God, something like that. Um, a prayer for understanding. Um, Lord, help me to understand your word as I read it this morning. That type of thing. Um, I'm just giving you know, short, short examples here. Prayer of transformation. Lord God, please change my heart as I engage with your words through the scriptures. Um, prayer of authenticity. Um, Lord God, search me and know me. Uh, I, I, I don't want to, I can't hide in your presence. Speak to me. That type of thing. These are just some of the ways that we can uh, surrender through prayer. Okay. And when I say surrender through prayer, it's really um, maybe a, a couple of minutes um, just to sort of centre your heart and your mind. Um, and then you can write that down on, on, your, on your notebook, number one, surrender through prayer. We're talking about a sentence or two at the most. All right. Surrender through prayer. Number two, then the second step after we've done that is to listen to the scriptures. And you can see on your, uh, on your plan, um, there are readings every day up until the end of September. And um, there's one reading from the Old Testament and one reading from the New Testament. So it's two chapters a day. You'll notice, though, there's a bit of variety during the week. Uh, Monday through to Friday, it's one Old Testament chapter and one New Testament chapter in, 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 in the morning. Uh, on Saturday... You have a psalm to read and enjoy, that's it. And then on Sunday, there's no readings whatsoever. So you get a day off. Um, and I suppose the, the, the thinking there is that on Sundays, um, it's a day of rest. Uh, but also, you know, you get to prepare your hearts and minds for gathered worship. So if we're particularly working through, a, let's say, a Bible book uh, on Sunday mornings through our preaching, you might want to uh, look at that and read that uh, read ahead of time. So anyway, no readings on Sundays as we prepare for gathered worship. Um, the idea with this, and the reason why it's structured like that um, in, these, in these terms, is that if you were to read um, the Discipleship Project over three years, you'll read the Old Testament once, and you'll read the New Testament every year. So over three years, you'll, you'll read through the Old Testament once, and you'll read through the New Testament three times. All right. Um, and uh, it's just a wonderful way, if you're thinking, oh, I've never read the Bible cover to cover, that sort of thing, then this, this is your friend. Um, but hopefully in a sustainable way, it's not just in 90 days or you know, in one year, that's all fine um, if you're motivated and disciplined. Um, but this, is, this will help you get through it in, in, in uh, over three years. Okay. Um, and so what, what, what we're doing is we're listening to God's word. And, and you can see, again, from the, from the, the plan, that it's a stepwise. So it's not just, we're not jumping around all over the scripture. We're going through book by book by book. 
Um, and uh, the Old Testament um, books are structured in a way that roughly follows the history of Israel, God's people from Genesis right through to Malachi. So they don't follow a typical, um, you know, if you look in your Bible, the order of the Bible. Um, they follow a slightly different order, just to try and help you locate what's going on and when in the history of God's of Israel in the Old Testament. And likewise, in the New Testament uh, readings, they're, they're grouped more along uh, the writings of Paul, the writings of John, the writings of Luke, and so forth. And so again, you're just getting a whole body of John's writings from the Gospels through his letters, through uh, the book of Revelation, and then you move on. Okay. Again, just helping to, to get someone's thoughts a bit, bit more clearly. So listen to the scriptures, number two. Number three, uh, pray through your pen. This is where the physical, um, you know, notebook and a pen is, is, it really comes to its own. And yes, you can use a computer or whatever, whatever works for you, but, but certainly um, at this stage, you want to be writing something down, however that looks for you. Um, and, and, and the reason for that is it slows you down and it helps you to form your thoughts. And it just, it just unlocks what you've been reading in scripture and just brings it deeper into your heart and allows you to speak it back to God. Again, remember, prayer is our words in response to God's words. And there are four areas as we're writing um, uh, to pray through your pen. And you can see them there on your sheet. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Acts, you've probably heard of this before. Um, It's quite a nice little tool about how we can pray daily prayers. So as we're reading through, um, or rather after you finish your readings, what are some of the things that occur to you that you can give God praise and worship and adoration for? How can you praise God the Father for his his attributes and actions, for who he is and what he's done? Uh, What what, what has jumped out at you? Here's his Bible reading. So you jot them down. And you can either just do a bullet point and say, you know, God is faithful Another bullet point, God is strong. Or, or I think better is to say, God, I praise you for your faithful love through the generations. You've just read that in scripture, but put it in your own words. And there might be two phrases or three or whatever that you want to um, put down. Second thing is confession. And this is where, in response to God's word, um, we may become more aware of our sinfulness and specific sins. Um, sometimes it's just a general prompting, oh man, you know, I screwed up yesterday, Lord, sorry for that. Um, it might be something specific um, that has come out of your reading of Scripture, where Scripture holds a high bar and you realise you have fallen below it, as have we all at times. Confess your sin. But then off the back of that then, the second thing um, that we, sorry, the third thing we do is thanksgiving. Um, this is distinct from the first one of adoration because the focus here is on Jesus and his saving work. Uh, Jesus and the gospel, what he has done to save you and me and us from our sins and to give us new life. And again, um, we'll we'll, we'll look at that as as this comes out in our little worked example in a few moments. Sometimes that'll be from the New Testament readings, you just see Jesus in a new light. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes it might be in our Old Testament reading. Again, you're seeing Jesus um, sort of uh, displayed or hinted at through the Old Testament scriptures. Um, And again, that's something that you will learn as as you go on. But thank you, Jesus, for, for your, your saving work. And then finally, fourthly, uh, supplication under this section, pray through your pen. This is where we're asking the Holy Spirit to transform us in specific ways. Okay? Hence, uh, specific ways. Um, not, yes, make me more like Jesus. Amen to that. 
Um, but is there something that has come out of your reading that, that you just think, oh man, I, I need to be more like that, or I, you know, I want to be stronger in this area, or whatever it might be. Um, Holy Spirit, help me grow in love for my neighbour, because I just read, love your neighbour. That type of idea. Pray through your pen. That's almost the end of your uh, Bible reading process. The final thing that we do, though, that makes this, I think, really, really helpful, is number four uh, in the big headings, strengthen in community. Uh, after we have heard God's word and we've received, and we've sort of fed on it and, and, and prayed it back and, 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 and grown uh, by God's grace, um, we, we, we share that with one another. And this is where we can encourage each other. So strengthening community is where we select one sentence or two at the most and we answer this question, what has impacted you in today's reading? What has impacted you the most? You might have been impacted five different ways, and that's amazing. Uh, but choose the one that really has stuck out to you. One sentence, two at the most. And then share that with a group of people in a WhatsApp group between four and six people. And the reason for that is it just helps us, again, to, to encourage one another. It helps us to keep one another ever slightly accountable. Oh, someone's uh, reading uh, insights just come through. Oh, I better get on and do mine. It just, it just holds you accountable. But also we can encourage each other. When you see someone else's insight and how the Holy Spirit has moved in someone else's life that morning or that afternoon, um, you can read it and you're like, wow, yes, that's amazing. I, I, that never came out for me. And that's just another way that you can be encouraged. So you're, you're feeding on God's word, but you're actually encouraging and strengthening other people as you share your, your standout impact point. Um, I'll take, I'll take I mean, you might have some questions about some of the things I've, I've, I've talked about. I, we'll, we'll have a time of, of Q&A um, if that helps towards the end. But I, I want to press on a little bit more um, just so we can uh, work through an example together and hopefully show you uh, the kind of thing that I'm, I'm thinking of when I, when I think of the discipleship project. So you can see on page three, I have uh, taken the liberty of printing out probably the most famous psalm, certainly one of uh, the most famous chapters in all of the Bible, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. So we'll read that together in a few moments. And uh, we're going to take this as our discipleship project reading uh, for today. Okay? And then after we've read that and and spent some time just sort of meditating on that together. Um, we're going to go through the, the I suppose, the, the motions um, of, of a discipleship project reading um, session. So as, as we've uh, spent time meditating on scripture, then we're going to go through adoration and, and uh, write that down, confession, write some things down, thanksgiving and supplication. And, uh, you know, I, this, is, this isn't just, uh, you know, well, it's kind of artificial, I suppose, because we're all together on a Sunday morning. Um, but I really want you to engage as if this actually is you and God uh, speaking and uh, enjoying one another. Um, and so this is his gift to you this morning. And I, I've spoken to a few of you already this morning, and I know, uh, you know, some folks are coming into church with struggles and burdens. And, um, you know, I, I think that God's word can speak into that right now as, as we engage with it. That's the point of this, isn't it? Um, and so let's, let's open our hearts. Um, I will surrender in prayer on behalf of all of us. Um, we will read the scriptures together 
and then um, you're going to have some time, probably just on your own, um, uh, going through this little, uh, this little list here. And we're not going to do group work because it is kind of a personal thing. And then um, we'll have a bit of feedback. And if you feel willing, you can share um, something to encourage each other. And we can just sort of shape one another's thinking um, through that as well. So let's pray, submit, or surrender. Is that right? Yeah, surrender to God in prayer. We'll read the scripture and then we'll have some time just to engage with his word. All right? Father God, we thank you uh, that you are a God who speaks. And so as we read Psalm 23 together, such a familiar passage to many of us, but your word is living and it's active. And so we pray that you would speak directly to our hearts and minds this morning as we engage with that. We pray that you would open up new avenues of grace and mercy in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's read together <clears throat> from page three. I think what we'll do is we'll read this out loud as one, all right? Um, so that uh, sometimes just speaking it out yourself is, is helpful. Um, let's use all the gifts that God gives us. Something so simple like reading the Bible out loud um, is such a gift. So Psalm 23. <coughs> let's read together starting from verse one. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Take some time, and uh, we're going to be looking particularly at the adoration section. So what in this uh, beautiful psalm stirs your heart to adore God and say thank you, praise you for who you are and what you've done. Okay? And then, um, as we go, you're going to have time to do all this in one go, by the way. Uh, what, if anything, in this uh, psalm uh, just prompts you to say sorry or, or become aware of your shortfallings? And again, you can jot that down. This is entirely personal, by the way, so you don't need to show this to anyone or, or whatever. Um, that's, that's down to you. The third thing then, thanksgiving. What, what, what does this uh, prompt you to say thank you and just be aware of Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd, right? Uh, this is ultimately about Jesus. Um, about, about, about his saving work for you in the past, present, or future. And fourthly and finally, what areas do you want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to transform you as you have read this psalm? So take a few moments, read through the psalm again. Um, I'm going to put a little bit of background music on. And, um, and then as you go through in any particular order, um, go through those four things, write a sentence or two, and then we'll have a bit of feedback. <laughs> 